Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Review speaking. Hey, it's the Thai Guy with episode 64. We're back. We are, and uh, we have an interesting subject today. That would be David Hevener. Yep, Stairway to Hevener. <laughs> yes, yes, that is what we will be calling the episode, so look out for that episode. Yep. <laughs> Just like Zadar is born, you know. Well, we try to come up with interesting episode names. Yeah, yeah that's kind of fun. People have complimented us, actually, on our episode oh, yeah. names. So yeah, yeah, I guess so we'll just keep doing what we're doing. It's fun to think of them, you know, like uh, drawing a blank or whatever we had. <laughs> or so I know you love win cot or lose cot. I think you yeah. like that one. <laughs> that doesn't make much sense, but it's part of the fun. It sure is. Now, I understand you have something you wanted to say about something, right, Ty? Oh, <laughs> wow, what a setup. Well, well it could, that's a, it's a little vague, but uh, what, what have you got for us? No, I rewatched Mimic. Right, uh, Mimic, okay. Mir- Mir Sorvino and uh, Charles S. Dunn, F. Mary Abraham. And um, it, it was the director's kind of Mimic. There's not much of a difference, I have to say. And you were like, oh, it's a big difference. Not really, maybe a couple minutes. It, it's still kind of just okay. It's a good movie, but it does drag. But it made me think because Jeremy Northam is also in it. Yeah, it's Mira Savino's like husband. Mm-hmm. It made me think, wait a second. Just like uh, <laughs> Randall Patinkoff. Remember did these fights between Randall Patinkoff versus Dale Midkiff? And uh, yes, yes. Timothy Botfield versus Tim Matheson? Yes. Well, I thought of another one. Jeremy Northam versus Ben Chaplin. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that that could be something. Sure. Well, who's the guy? Um, Gordon Curry from yeah, Gordon, Falling Through. Well, that was his name, right? I think so. Yeah. So in this fight, because everyone wanted to be the new Hugh Grant, that's what I was thinking. So like Hugh Grant was very popular, very foppish. We all love his classic foppiness. Right? Uh, yeah, I said his stuttering. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you, Julie Roberts, Notting Hill. I love you. So we loved it. <laughs> yeah, people. That was when people found his stuttering charming. Well, that's the thing. You know, Hugh Grant is, I guess, somewhat charming for the most part. Jeremy Northam and Ben, mm. or just a Jeremy Northam and Mimic, zero likability, but zero. He has like nothing. He's like a void. And then it was like, oh, so but he, they're trying to make him the next big, big thing, kind of like Ben Chaplin. Ben Chaplin's a little bit better, I'd say. Because you know, we have the Mimic, we have the Relic, we have. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I got mimic and the relic and actually species kind of all the species <laughs> somewhat all kind of came out around the same oh. time or more or oh, less. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it got to be a little confusing. Well, out of all those three, of course the best one species two. Yes. Which I'm dying to see now, now that I can't see it. Now <laughs> I have to see it. Like you we'll, can't, we'll get, get, can't it. get it. Can't find it anywhere. That's crazy. It's basically readily available. I guess not. Uh, no, I no, thought it, it was. Is, it's not anymore. It's not. That's really weird. You know, it's such a weird sequel. That's why you got to check it out. Well, that's why I want to see it. So if it travels around, and you have to pick it up if you ever. Sure. It. Now it's like, now it's hard to find. Michael Madsen's in it? Yeah, it's Mike, Michael Madsen's in Species 1 and 2. Well, I forgot he was in Species 1. It's been a very People long time that. since I've People seen forget Species that he was in the first one. And he's in the second one. And Richard Belzer as the president, <laughs> as we mentioned before. So oh, like, <laughs> well, I, I have to see this movie. Um, I, I'm sure I I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. You'll, you'll see it and you'll see it like, whoa, this is not <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> Isn't there a species three? Yes, there's a species three and there's a species four. How many of them so, have you seen? All of them. <laughs> of course. <laughs> all right. So which is the best? Maybe the first one, I guess. Oh, maybe the second was, one. Maybe the I was second one. I you'd say the second one. Well, okay, the second one, really, because it's because there's something wrong with it. Kind of like it's like this is just so dumb. It goes over the top and then more dumb again. You gotta watch it. Okay. Well, so, I'm happy to watch it as soon as I can get a hold of it. Yeah. So Michael Matt's like, yeah, yeah, here, oh yeah, yeah, here comes Sill again. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> All right. So. We talked we about your your uh, matchup. My fight, my them. matchup between Northam and Javelin. Yeah, I guess. Yes. Well, they I guess they weren't as big as Hugh Grant. I mean, no. But who was? Yeah. Well, we love. Well, I never seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, I have. I remember. I'm sorry. It just looked boring. You know. Well, I could have mixed up a Muriel's wedding. Yeah, Muriel's wedding, which I've also like a, seen. 
Did you want to do but like see, back school? when I saw him in like 1994, <laughs> there there were less options of you know it's not like today where it's you know, your shoe grant or that's it. You know? <laughs> well, pretty much, yeah. And you, yeah. you know when you're that age and you're looking for something to watch, you know certain things like that are more acceptable to you. I would never watch those now because I'm not interested. But back then, you go, okay, I'll I'll watch Muriel's Wedding, sure. Well, um, I did watch Sirens. Uh, yeah, Sirens. Yeah, yeah. That was Hugh Grant. He's being foppy. Uh-huh. And the movie's kind of weak. Just, it just nothing happens and it ends, really. <laughs> what so. the Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain? I never saw that. I thought about watching it, but the title's too long, so I don't feel like watching it. <laughs> okay, and yeah, it's like... that's understandable. You don't, t- you don't have time for that title. <laughs> you know, I don't. And how did they fit down the marquee back in 95 or when that came out? Well, that's a good point. Like... They probably just wrote, like, H. Grant or something. Oh, yeah, it was just... like Englishman or something like that. <laughs> yeah, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess people figured it out. <laughs> Kind of like when we saw, um, it's not that similar, but when we saw Kick-Ass in the theater, it, they, they censored the ass part, so that sounds terrible. But they, they censored that, so there's Kick-A. Yeah, or was it was it A-dash-dash? It was A-dash-dash. A- it was, a- was Kick-A-dash-dash. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we could probably figure out what this is, but that I is interesting. That that... Yeah, <laughs> the poster is all over the place, but I can't tell what the title is. It's blanked out. <laughs> Did they do kick a, a blank two. blank two? I guess they do did. We... I don't. I never saw kick a two. Um, <laughs> okay, here it was very bad. So I'm gonna. I'm still gonna be on pass on that one. Yeah, so, I mean, it, I was just curious to see if Hoyts did that. I think Hoyts probably did do that because Hoyts. Because that would look on... really weird. Because it'd be like a, then like two spaces, and then a two. That would be <laughs> yeah. like. The, that, um, but you could see what you're watching. All right, I don't understand the censorship, but you can see what you're watching when you walk into the theater and you see yeah. the poster. <laughs> yeah, and you know a lot of people know what they're going to see before they get there. Yeah. So that, yeah, you know that that seems off to do that, but I guess you know that's the Hoyt policy. And now Hoyt is gone. It's gone. I, I yeah. think we we saw the other day like, oh wait, Regal Cinemas or Hoyt is gone. It's kind of sad. And there's a sign out front that says like for lease, and it's yeah. you know it's it's kind of sad. sad. You know, that was, that we was, saw the raid and the raid two. Uh, we saw the raid one at the Criterion, mm-hmm. and we saw the raid two at Hoyts. And John and Wick. John Wick one at Hoyts, and a bunch of other stuff at Hoyts. But well, what was the thing that was out the door? Oh, it's the Glenn Beck uh, Christmas Christmas sweater. Yeah, there was a line out the door. I wasn't there oh, for that, but you told yeah. me that it was a mob scene. It was like it was thousands mobbed. of people. <laughs> it was out the door. It was like out to the parking lot. How people love their Glenn Beck Christmas sweater. Does he like? I don't know what that really is about. I guess he just wears a sweater and reads stories. I I, I, I couldn't tell you. I I don't know. But just the popularity <laughs> of that it was surprising to me yeah, because it was through the roof. I mean, if you like Glenn Beck, great. <clears throat> don't mind. But this Christmas sweater thing is just ridiculous. It was I just so assumed big. it's like a modern day like Christmas fable or something, you know. But I. I I don't know. I never looked into what the Christmas sweater is, but it had immense popularity. So it was. That's... I can't believe it. I was like, I, I was flabbergasted how popular it was. <laughs> now, was that a Fathom event or is that? Yeah, an that was a Fathom movie? event. No, that was a Fathom event, which cost like twenty five dollars or something. So was it live? Is that what it was? Well, I think it was probably streamed live back in like twenty ten or twenty eleven, because they like beam it into your theater. Right, right. Like he like wasn't there. Dudamel and uh, yeah, Dudamel and other related Dudamel items. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> do we need to explain that, or do people know who okay. Dudamel is? Well, okay, explain who Dudamel is. Well, I think he's like a opera or like classical composer, and they uh, or not a composer, like a conductor. I think. Yeah, he's a conductor. And, he's a famous conductor. And they did like this L.A. Philharmonic thing. It, it, they, they were like really touting Dudamel. It was like this poster, Dudamel. Yeah. Um, we also dude. have a person on the inside. Yeah, they say yeah. they call him the dude. Apparently, no, the musicians call, him, call the him the dude. Yeah, <laughs> like with a name like Dudamel, you're the dude. Forget yeah. what you would think. He would, yeah, you'd think someone like that's. I don't know if he's highfalutin or not, but when you're, you know, a classical, not oh, I keep saying composer, like a conductor, yeah. you wouldn't think they would call him the dude. You'd think they'd be more formal than that. But maybe he's like a cool guy. I don't you know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe uh, he wears like cool sunglasses, like like Michael J. <laughs> Fox, and like. Like that, something cool yeah, and like he looks down, like I'm tilting yeah. my head down. He looks down over his sunglasses. He looks over the audience, and then he starts conducting. It's yeah, 
He, he looks really cool. And he wears like a like a leather jacket or a gym yeah. jacket with like yeah, patches jacket. on it. Yeah. That's say like Def Leppard and <laughs> Motley Crue like, and he's oh, like Dokken and like yeah. uh, a rat. <laughs> so, so we said our, our person on the inside who actually yeah. knows Dudamel says all the musicians call him the dude. Yeah, that's that's uh, really cool. <laughs> but anyway, he that was a streaming thing and that they were touting, oh Dudamel. Yeah. And, See, I thought uh, yeah, I thought when when there was a fathom event, you know, when you're you know, what twelve years ago you're kinda of dumber then. It's like, wait, is he there? Is Glenn Beck or Dudamel there? It's like, oh no, it's just a something they stream into. <laughs> yeah, they're so or busy. You think he would but, be at Hoyt's. But it's like, remember we saw the um the Rift Tracks uh, yeah. ones and like they're not there. They're just it's like a filmed event that they show you. I mean, it's you know they were live at the time, but they're not live when you're watching it. Right? See, that would be cool. I'm not sure. Is that possible in this technology? No with time zones, I don't know if they can. Oh, do with that. the time zone, yeah, you're you're done because of the time zone. But yeah, so uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say about Fathom events though? Uh, now I don't Did, remember. But oh well, uh, we get back to get back <laughs> to me if you do. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see, we have. Do we have bid for seriousness, right? No, we have action star. Let's try action to do... star. Okay. Who... Oh, right. Song. Should have been an action star. <laughs> okay. So who do we have today? Richard Hatch from Survivor. <laughs> okay. So, you know, right off the bat, not to confuse him with the actor Richard Hatch, who has been in a couple of action movies. I mean, not very yeah. good ones, but. Yeah. Uh, we won't. Well, there was Heated Vengeance and, of course, Iron Thunder. which has yeah. a zero star rating on our website. <laughs> right, one of the few in the yeah. Dud City. So not yeah. him, uh, no, which would Richard be bad Hatch. enough. But this is Richard Hatch, the guy from season one of Survivor, who was yeah. famous for being naked. He was being naked, and he had tax problems, and he was part of the Tagi tribe in season one. Oh, and wow. Like... <laughs> did you look into that? Did you know I that? did, I did. So, knew it or it? looked into it? No, I looked into it before he... Uh, okay, because I'd be yeah. impressed if you knew that. No, because, let's not, you know... You had all these great pe- people love Survivor back in 2000 because you had all these great people. Colleen Haskell, remember these people? Gervais Peterson. I've never seen an episode of I've never seen an episode of Survivor in my life, yeah. but I do remember that it was very hot. Again, yeah. less options back then, so I think it was, people, it was like, all we had was Survivor. Like, whoa! Like they're doing challenges, like they're jumping over fire and whatever they were doing, or making a fire, <laughs> something ridiculous. And then Jeff but, Probst, I guess. Um, he's not the same guy as uh, Mike Rowe, right? No, <laughs> job. two different people, right? Two different people, but they look very similar okay. and they act very similar. And they have like the same job, which is hosting TV, hosting TV and doing wacky things. And this show is still on, just like we talked about NCIS. It's still on. It's <laughs> oh, because tw- it's CBS. CBS doesn't CBS. cancel shows. No, and they, they should need, need to cancel Blue Bloods, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I think, I was I think about that you've complained about Blue Bloods before. Um, I mean, what Blue Bloods became, you know, not yeah, what it, it was. Used to be a, it used to be a high-quality program, and then they just fell off after season seven, and it's been a downhill ever since. But and, but Survivor, I guess, it was like the American Idol of its day because it oh, launched yeah. certain people. Like, wasn't that woman Colleen Haskell in The Animal? Yeah. She was in The Animal of Rob Schneider's, and it just, like, yeah. I mean, which I've never seen. I mean, I bet it has, like, two laughs, but it's just, like, I don't really know. Let me guess. So he's like, uh, what is he? He's, he turns into an animal, Rob Schneider? I've never seen the animal. I don't know anything about the animal. I'm I'm amazed I knew that Colleen Haskell was in the animal. I just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess I remember that and thinking that was weird. Like, oh, the woman from Survivor is in the animal. See, that's, that's uh. it's, it's, it's the woman from Survivor or Blind Mike from Survivor because that's all we had. So Richard Hatch, he was wacky. Gervais Peterson, he was wacky. You know, <laughs> it's like, uh, if you say so, so. I don't uh, know. And it's like, so Richard Hatch, he was like the standout person. So maybe he can be uh, a tougher Hatch. Right, yeah. because you know, you know, they have these shows where you try to be tough, like Naked and Afraid. Right, he was he the was, original Naked and Afraid. <laughs> exactly. So he shows he could be tough. Maybe he has to like get uh, you know behind enemy lines for the bad guys. So naturally, oh, he has that. to do that naked because he has to cover <laughs> yeah. it, it cover his body in some sort of mud and camouflage mud or leaves. Yeah, yeah. So that he, would be he funny. you know he defaults to what he knows and what he does best. And no, I can see the beginning. It would be like he's like in a military uniform. He's like, okay, yeah. he's like he's about to he's going to be dishonorably discharged because mm-hmm. he does a lot of wacky things in the jungle. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing like a suit, like a real military outfit. And then like now he's going to have to go behind enemy lines one more time to save his POW friends. Or right. Delta and, Force Four or whatever. <laughs> and like the it could be like the people that are left from Survivor. Those would be the people. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be Susan Haskell would be. Uh, 
Peterson, all the people we just mentioned. So that'd be perfect. And they can shoot it in the same locations as Survivor. Yeah. So he knows yeah. how to get around. and um, Yeah, he could shoot in Peru or Hawaii or whatever. That'd be cool. It was a good location shooting. Right. So it's, all the ingredients are almost all there. You know? It's right there. He's already in a jungle. He yeah. already has survival skills. Exactly. I have the best survival skills. You know, He didn't pay his taxes. <laughs> not really sure how well, that's relevant but he tried well, maybe, he I, gave could, it maybe a shot, I could be something but... in the background and it's like is that the guy who didn't pay his taxes his name would be like richard stone <laughs> richard, yeah, match. Yeah, richard, <laughs> richard match yeah so richard match didn't pay his taxes and he dishonorably discharged from the army well or... maybe that could be part of his dishonorable discharge that yeah, he like... uh, did something with his taxes but then in the end yeah. he doesn't get dishonorably discharged he yeah. he's, he gets honorably discharged because yeah, exactly. he's able to clear his name because I can see now, like, you'll get that off your record, sir, if you could do one last mission. Well, if you remember, it's a bit like Strike Back. If you remember, um, Stone, not Stonebridge, but the other guy, uh-huh. he had, like, this fake dishonorable discharge. Like, like they set him up. And that's not yeah. a spoiler. It happens right in the beginning. Yeah. They don't, set don't him up. S- it's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. No, no, and I say, don't say... Uh, it's, oh, I said something silly. <laughs> I <probably> said that. Um. <laughs> Don't mess with Stonebridge. That's it. Or oh, the other guy. Yeah. Of course, I, of course. Or Philip would. Winchester. No. Yeah, Philip. No, this isn't Phil Winchester. It's the other guy. He had oh. the. He had this whole thing about being dishonorably discharged, oh. and that's Sullivan why they. Stapleton. Did. Yeah, Sullivan Stapleton. That's his real name. Yeah, right? yeah that's his real his name. name yeah. Sure. He what didn't. A name. In, so they didn't want to include him in what's like Section 17 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of forget what the that. name of it. But it turns out it was all a big conspiracy. So maybe oh, that's what it could be with this, where yeah. it's like it's. They're setting him up for a dishonorable discharge, but it's not real. Oh, I could totally see it, too, when he figures it out. Like, wait, I think I just – I'm being set up here. It's just like, <laughs> like there could be a scene where he has to break into, like, an office, and he's, like yeah. – he has, like, a – Yeah, he, he has to, like, break into a filing cabinet, and someone's yeah, coming yeah. down the hallway, and they keep cutting back and forth. And <laughs> yeah, he's holding, and he like, a little – Like, smart. a pen light in his mouth because he's trying to yeah. ruffle through the files with his small flashlight. And he, he has no clothes. So, of course. No, of course. Why would he? Yeah, of course. So this would be kind of funny, kind of serious, but it done in the most serious way possible. Right. <laughs> there's, there would always be like a flimsy slash no excuse for him to be naked. <laughs> like I have to break into this this filing room. Wait, I have to take off my clothes. Um, yeah. So that's so, yeah. That sounds good. I can't think of it. Oh, Delta Force 4. That's what it right. It'd be Delta Force 4. Yeah. Yeah. So and it can't be called surviving the game because that's yeah, been taken. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like the surviving the surviving POWs or something. Like, I don't know something like that. Delta Force Four. So, okay, <laughs> fine. Delta Force Four. Okay, so now we have the bid for seriousness. We sure do. And who do we have today? Oh, you're asking me this time. Oh, yeah. what a twist. Okay, we have um, Jonathan Rotten and Sydney Vicious. <laughs> the last name is Ryan. That's no, that Jonathan. stays, and Vicious stays, but yeah. now it's Sydney and Jonathan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they want to be taken more seriously and be on the legitimate stage. You and know. I think they'll, they'll pull it off once they name Jonathan Ryan. It's like, oh, yes. Jonathan Ryan? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're they're tired of their Sex Pistols past, uh, and so they uh, want to, you know, be on like the London, or the, the London, was it the West End? West End yeah. stage. And uh, yeah, so in order to do that, they extend their names in true Charles <laughs> Sheen fashion. I love Charles Sheen. We already talked about him in uh, Under Pressure in the last episode. Yes. I still can't remember whether I've seen that movie or not, but I'll have to check into that again, which I didn't do. So <laughs> Okay, sorry. well, I'll remind you. Okay. <laughs> but I guess um, now we'll get right into our uh, person of the week, <laughs> um, which is David Hevner, Stairway to Hevner. Yeah, Stairway to Hevner. Um, Here you have some background? Okay, we'll do some quick background, as we often do, and then we'll get into our yeah. list of Hevner movies we've seen. There's, they're not in any order, so hopefully people are okay with that. Gonna, they're just movies well, we've seen from Hevner. Yes, I'm going to go from the bottom up from his filmography. Okay. And, and then I know we're going to be skipping a bunch, because we, we saw, I think we've seen about 12-plus Hevner movies. So... I'm going to start. Will you tell me when you want me to start it? Okay. Get it back well, I will. Let me just do a quick background. So sure. David Brent Hevner was born December 22nd, 1953 in, uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. And mm-hmm. he's uh, described as an American singer, songwriter, director, actor, composer, producer, writer, and martial artist. Um, 
and he does Christian music and he specializes in low budget features and direct video action films. Um, at the age of 17, he moved to Nashville to pursue his career as a country music singer and songwriter. Within a few years, David had written two top 10 hits and was writing music for hit shows such as Hee Haw and The Tonight Show. Wow, um, I don't see his Hee Haw song. Uh, yeah, I wonder what that is. Um, and um, th- and there's just some kind of general background. Within five years and with no film production education and little money, David had written, directed, and produced and starred in a half dozen films. Some of those we'll be talking about. That yep. number now exceeds 30 films and rising. As a distributor, he has released hundreds of titles worldwide. David has directed Academy Award winner Martin Landau and nominees Tony Curtis, Sally Kirkland, and Karen Black. I wonder what uh, movies those are we'll be talking about. Other <laughs> actors who have worked with David include Eric Estrada, Joe Estevez, Robert Reed, Mark Singer, Margot Kidder, Oliver Reed, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Ernest Borgnine. Um, many of his movies have aired on HBO, Showtime USA, and network television. As an actor, he has guest starred on such TV series as Hunter and Days of Our Lives. <laughs> yes, Hunter. Um, Works he, for has, me. <laughs> he has been featured on Entertainment Tonight, Backstage West, and something called Dr. Flim Flam's Comedy Hour. Is that kind of like Hee Haw, but more comedy? Uh, <laughs> maybe. They're one of his most recent films, Dawn of the Living Dead, remained on Walmart's top 10 list of DVD sales for 12 <laughs> consecutive weeks. That's and we great. have talked about that in the sense that, you know, we there's Walmart movies. Like, you go to Walmart and you look and yeah. you're like, huh? What, like, what are these? Where did they come from? So yeah, it must be one from? of those. That's funny that that was really that popular at Walmart. <laughs> and it says Troma has distributed many of his films, uh, right, blah, blah, blah. That's, you know. Too bad. Uh, I did find Too one. Bad. Well, I'll take any. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good they're out there, but you know. Um, All right, I get it. And uh, and I just have one quote that I was able to find from okay. David Hefner, uh, which is: "The closer you get to the truth, the fewer the people who stick with you." Hmm. That's interesting. That could be like in a movie. That could be like a conspiracy movie. Maybe one of the movies you might be talking about. <laughs> Possibly, but that's a yeah. tribute to uh, as a, being a personal quote. So. Oh, interesting. Uh, well, um, that's so, true. So that's that's David Hevener, and uh, what's the first movie we have seen with Mr. Hevener? Well, we're just going to go right from the bottom up. So we, Outlaw Force, which is his first movie, 1987. Um, and, Dave, and this one, he plays Dilly. Uh, Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that from Bud Light? Dilly Dilly? I don't I, What does that even mean? I don't know. I, I don't. Is that like a sports thing, or is that like a Dilly bar? Isn't, isn't I remember like a Dilly bar, bar sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's like an ice cream bar. Right, it's like um, a chocolate ice cream bar, jelly bar. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. get it. your local DQ, hot eats, yes. cool treats. Yes. So, all right. So, Billy Ray Dalton <laughs> is a simple family man and a cowboy in the modern day, to quote Tesla. He he loves his fried chicken, lives up to his cowboy persona. Persona, and then um, his wife, <laughs> his wife and daughter are kidnapped, and then he's out for revenge. And um, Paul L. Smith and Frank Stallone. Are hanging around in it. Frank Stone plays a guy named Grady Perella. Do you remember? This? I don't remember that, but makes sense. Uh, okay, so this is kind of a weird movie because it's 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 David he's singing in it. Of course, you know, he, he sings the honky's gonna honk tonk tonight. It's like <laughs> <laughs> not sure you could even do that today, but uh, oh, because of the word honky. Oh yeah, because um, yeah. Yeah, so this honky is gonna honky tonk tonight. It's like, <laughs> yeah, honky's gonna honky tonk tonight. I think I remember. I, oh that. yeah, I kind of yeah. <laughs> it's a catchy song. Once you hear it, you're gonna be humming it for days. I got to read. We saw this one a long time ago. Yes. We saw this. I had to even say almost over ten years ago. And it's a uh, trans world VHS tape. So yes. it's kind of interesting. And, and, and it's, it's, go yes. ahead. Oh, it's just that it was something that was found in video stores and something that if you saw on the shelf, you would probably want to pick up. Because the poster school, it kind of looks like Stallone. If he has a beard in it on the cover and he has like, a, yeah, he has a hat. And a yeah. Hand. Cowboy hat. I think he has a shotgun. Yeah. And then, but what's interesting, well, Cowboy the Modern Day, that's a cool song by Tesla. Yes. It like, is. And also, uh, making magic. That's another good song. Um, okay. Oh, well, I was thinking of that. I was going to sing it. But maybe later. <laughs> but here's the thing about Outlaw Force that's interesting. There's a TV commercial, the special TV offer for the Outlaw Force soundtrack available on cassette or LP. Now, that's the thing. You know, here's something that sets David Heavener apart. Before some of his movies on VHS, there was a infomercial or a commercial 
yeah. for his music and um, his hotline. Yeah, right, he has so. a Dave Heavier hotline where you can call up, buy his CDs, maybe even talk to David. What one eight hundred David or something? One eight hundred David, yeah. So you can call him or maybe call his company. That's pretty cool. You can do that because you know so, that's a good that's a good idea. You know, it's good marketing. It's good yeah. cross promotion, as it's called today. I don't even know if they had that word back then, but you know, you cross promote his music and his movies. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's like, and did he introduce you like, hi? I'm David Heaver. Or was it just a bunch of clips from the movies? I think it's just a bunch of clips from the movies, and it's like, call this number now. I would have to rewatch Outlaw Force. I know they definitely did that for Prime Target, which we'll get to. Um, yeah, so, so that, that's something worth talking about right there, that before some of his movies, there was a David Heavener commercial. <laughs> you gotta love it. And his next movie is... We're talking oh, about we're classic. Classic. I, oh, you want to talk about We didn't really Force wrap again? that up. Just that, oh. it, you know, it's kind of like... Like you said, it's an earlier Heavener, certainly worth seeing, but I think there's better to come. I agree. This is a good start, though. I will say that. I think if you want to check out some Heavener first, this would be a good one to start with. Right. Okay. So I just wanted to tie that up. Yeah. So I guess we can move that's, on to the next one. That's a good button there. We have to, we have to button these up. You know? <laughs> All right. So next one is Massacre. And now, this is an old one. I mean, yeah. early one in his career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, well, what's weird, because his Outlaw Force is 1987. This one says 1985, so I thought Force was his first movie. <laughs> and mm. he, oh, that's some, something's mixed up in his filmography there. But okay, so the, the tagline is: "There's only one thing deadly in the Chinese mafia: an angry cop." <laughs> no, this is also called the massacre of the Tong. border. Of, the border. The border of, of, Tong. of Tong. Yeah. So it's aka the border of Tong, and they're also called also known as massacre, or either one. So. In this movie, Detective Randy Walker, Dave Hefner, is just assigned to the case of all these massacres in Chinatown. And he doesn't say much in this movie. He doesn't take into at least a half hour. But he looks really cool. He has cool hair, cool bomber jacket, and he sits on chairs backwards. Oh, of course, because he's cool. Um, and he gets yelled at by the chief, who looks like Don Rickles. Of course. And his name is Captain Boxberger. Of course. Yeah. Um, so this has a bunch of things you want. Now, now, the transfer that we saw, and I don't know if this is true oh. for every transfer, was kind of bad. It was muddy and kind of It was blurry. a little wash, washed out. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that happens with low-budget movies. But maybe, as we always say, if a company like Vinegar Syndrome comes in to save the day, maybe they could find a, a fresh print of this and make that it look nice. nice. Uh, which this movie definitely deserves, and that should happen. Um now, uh, this is like you said, it's 1985. He's just starting out um, the box cover. You know, you see a picture of it and it's called a massacre. You think it's going to be like a horror movie or a slasher. No, it's not. It's not. It's a, it's a cop a, it's drama. A, yeah. Um, in the China. It's like a very, very, very low budget year of the dragon. Yeah, um, that's a great uh, comparison. <laughs> yeah. And there's also that movie Tongs, an American nightmare. Did you ever um, see that? I, I have seen to. that. Yeah, okay. I've seen it. It's not. See, I get that mixed up of L.A. Uh, or Ninja Turf or L.A. Oh no, Street I think it's, it's different. It's okay. It's, I think it's more attempting to be more serious. There's no part where um, a bunch of toughs start chanting "Fight them, kill, fight them, kill." There's nothing like that. But people should see part. L.A. Street Fighters, aka Ninja Turf, because the, just for the dubbing alone, which is just a master class in uh, in, in dubbing uh, genius. But um, it's, and it's a lot of like thick, also accents from these Chinese actors too. It's kind of silly, right? And so if they're dubbing it, why didn't they <laughs> dub it? That's <laughs> something a bit clearer. But hey, that's the mystery of that. But if you like that and you've seen it, and, and this is another and kind of you know I you've seen this, the Tongs American Nightmare. This is yeah. kind of is in that it's very it's very similar i think this needs another rewatch because we saw that washed out print so it kind of you know didn't help the movie too well when we we're watching it. it's like oh is this done yeah i can't see what's going on you know? yeah but that's you know it's because it, it became one of those gas station dvds you know <clears throat> those what do you call them like you know not public domain but maybe you know it's just pretty close yeah yeah uh there's one more thing that he fights a guy who looks like a chinese version of john oates of hall notes Hmm. So, that that seems very LA Street Fighters or Miami yeah. Connection or New York Ninja. You're out of touch. You're out of time. <laughs> you're out of tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're out of tongue. 
across the border of tongue tight on the love. <laughs> All right, so now that we've successfully insulted Hollow Notes and the entire Tong army, let's uh, move on. <laughs> That's part of the fun. Okay, so our next <laughs> to get a laugh is Kill Crazy from Kill 1990. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's another movie no. that seems like it might be a slasher, but isn't. So we did talk about this movie in the Kill episode, but we haven't done that. We've when was that one? It was like a year or two ago. <laughs> like with the word kill and the words killing. So, um, Alexander Grady Puckett is playing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> is I Hammer's definitely remember that son. name. Yeah. And he has a quote, which we say, which we quote in the review. It says, "I wish I had a nickel for every time someone called me crazy. I'd be rich crazy." <laughs> you, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> you, you, only Heavener could come up with that. So, Alexander Grady Puckett is very close to Gary Puckett. <laughs> and the union gap. So, yes, it is. Right there. <laughs> well, maybe I, he was influenced by him because he's a singer, also. <laughs> yes, yeah, Lady Willpower. It's a kitschy song. Um, Annie. So in this movie, he plays a, a crazed Vietnam vet with his friends, uh, Lawrence and Jacob, and he plays Ruben. Maylox, played by <laughs> Steve Devorkin and Harry. Played by uh, what's his name here? Robert Hedges. Oh, oh, I don't remember there being a character named Malox, but I, I guess there. Or is. maybe it's Malox. I don't know. It's M A L O X. So I'm calling him Malox. Okay. <laughs> so they're they're uh, these crazy Vietnam vets, and they they kind of uh, escape, and, they, and then they terrorize people in the woods. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's an interesting movie. We gave it um, three stars. Um, this is it's a, like a paintball gone wrong kind of movie too. PGW. It it's yeah. a PGW. Well, we thought we thought it was gonna be one, but it's more like Master Blaster than like a most dangerous game or surviving the game. Right. Okay. So, plus, he has more songs. Heavier. Of course. This is Does one of his better movies. They are. I, oh. we, yes, I'm gonna say them. Yeah, oh. Soldier on the Run mm-hmm. and Outlaw on the Run. And also, does he have Outlaw Prophet on the run? Yeah. Yes, Outlaw Prophet. Outlaw Prophet on the run. <laughs> so usually the word outlaw is in most of his songs and someone's yes. on the run. Yeah, and that's usually him. Yeah, but he does the, the whole outlaw thing. That's definitely a common thread in his music and movies because you have Outlaw Force. Out, out, is there an Outlaw Prophet movie? Or, outlaw um, Prophet, yeah. Yeah, so, that's kind of like his thing, you know, his theme. Oh yeah, he's, a, he's an outlaw. <laughs> well, possibly an outlaw prophet, and possibly on the run. It kind of makes sense though, because he's like an outlaw filmmaker a little bit. That's true, and he is a Christian, so right. he could you know could be talking about prophets and biblical. Uh, yeah, things. he does do that. So, um, so this one's kind of an interesting. One. I kind of recommend this one, Kill Crazy. It's kind of hard to find. Unless I want to get the screener. Was that it's only on TV? Oh. Uh, no, it's um, didn't say which uh, company, but it's an interesting movie because it's, it's kind of weird, wacky, keeps your attention. Okay, so, well that's oh, all. Ma- I oh, ever media, asked for. the media tape. Oh, it's media, right? Media. Yeah. Okay. So I would check that one out for sure. Our next Heavener that we've seen is Twisted Justice from 1990. Same with Kill Crazy. So he's making movies, the two movies a year. Right, he was hitting a stride around 90, yeah. Yep. This as one has... were video stores, you know, as oh, the rise yeah. of the video store, so went David Heavener. <laughs> well, we needed product, and this is a decent one. I think this amazing. one has better ones, isn't it? You Twisted Justice, yeah, and there's an amazing cast, because it has Heavener, has Eric Estrada, has Don Stroud, Shannon Tweed, Jim Brown, and Karen Black. So It's probably his the... best overall cast, I would say. Oh, I would say so. I think, you know what? Prime Target has a pretty good cast too, but as a bigger cast, this is pretty this is pretty entertaining. And then this plot in the year 2020, mm. guns are outlawed. So as the saying goes, only outlaws have guns. An outlaw prophet, outlaw, yeah, outlaw, outlaw. Yeah, yeah, he's not outlaw. outlaw. <laughs> that's gonna be a title of his movies one day. Outlaw, outlaw. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that, that would be a really good heaven or title. Hopefully, yeah. listen to this and do it. Yeah. So he's a cop on the edge. He plays James Tucker. And he said he always follows orders, but he doesn't really. So, so he's kind of like a future Cobra. 
Yeah, right. that's an amazing point. That's what it basically is in, in a nutshell. It's a future Cobra. And then Eric Estrada and Jim and <laughs> and Jim Brown are hanging around. Shannon Tweed doesn't really do much. And um, it's an interesting movie. It's kind of like Future Force. Like Future Force meets Cobra. So, yeah, I, I think of, that's an apt uh, comparison. And there's a lot of silly things like uh, there's like there's a character called the Bullseye Murder, and he's he was called a turbocharged Fruit Loop. <laughs> yeah, I love that sort of dialogue. Yeah, yeah turbocharged like, Fruit Loop. Yep. <laughs> well, okay. Well, it's, it's, I think it's funny. So. Um, yeah, I, this is inter- well, this is the one that you said was released by Troma, and yeah, you can tell because it's all washed out again. It looks kind of junky. I would like to see a better VHS tape or even DVD. I'm sure a better print exists somewhere, and if we're lucky, we'll get that. But we just have to wait. Yeah, I would definitely recommend this one too. This is a standout. Well, because you know, Vinegar Syndrome has a sort of connection with Troma, so oh. what they should do is a David Heavener box set. Yeah, what would you think? Uh, well, Raging it would be like all the trauma released movies. Oh, that'd be great. Like, oh, but because you know they have access to that archive, I believe. If they do, then they can re-release the Stabilizer, which is an absolute perfect movie for Renegade Syndrome. That's true. They should. Yes. I mean, if they put out New York Ninja and all that stuff, this is perfect. Yes, but, it is. You know, let's see Arizona on Blu-ray. Oh, that would be amazing. It could happen. Or, the, we have a real chance. Because if they have access to this trauma stuff, then we have a real chance. You know, I th- I really think maybe it could be one of those secret releases they talk about. So it's like that. as long as they release it, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, be a secret or not, just release it. So our next movie is Rage and Cajun, which we just talked about in Raw Rage. So it's kind of I'll do it quickly. You know, he plays Cage. He's a kickboxer and he's more of a singer. And uh, what do we say about? And Charlene Tilton is his girlfriend. Yeah, it's good um, casting. So yeah, it's it's actually I, when we were talking about this in the Raw Raids a few weeks ago, I was like oh, I thought I thought it was kind of mediocre, but maybe it really isn't. So I think I was a little bit harsh. So I'm gonna try to rewatch a Hebner one of these days. Okay, well, so, uh, yeah, I guess we won't you know recover you know recover too much ground. Yeah, but, we covered uh, this one just a few weeks ago. So, but I think from what we liked it for the most part because it's Hamner. Because something about Hamner, because he, he does all his own, does all his work all himself. It's very well, impressive. Well, yeah, I mentioned it. He does all this, yeah. that, and, you know, the martial arts, the songs, uh, directing, producing, writing. You know, he, that's amazing. He's a Renaissance man. Yeah, I know. And, and the next thing he was in is in Hunter, which I did see the episode, but I don't remember much about him in that. Because I think in in the season five episode that he's in, uh, or season seven, you know, Hunter's writing a desk. As I always say, he's Hunter. He's writing a desk for like three seasons in a row. So David Hebner's there, but it didn't really much of an impression. Oh, okay. So now our next David Hebner that we've seen is Prime Target from 1991. And this is the one with the commercial, you know, 100 David. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Blood, Bloodstone, <laughs> is a copy placed by his own rules. He's a modern day cowboy again, just like. <laughs> and then. Um, when when <laughs> when they need results, they call Bloodstone. So, and now his in this one, he has to transport a mobster, Marietta Capella, played by Tony Curtis, to uh, you know testify. And a lot of stuff goes uh, goes wrong. He's getting shot at, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Hayes he has to protect there. him. Yeah. And Robert Reed, you know, uh, from the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> in a serious role, of course. Um. Now this one, okay, so it's Tony Curtis like the comic relief. I can't really do a mm-hmm. Tony Curtis impression, but just well, um, don't people yeah. kind of make not make fun of, but well, I guess yeah. make fun of you know it's Spartacus, it's Spartacus because yeah. yeah, he's from good. like the so, Bronx yeah. or Brooklyn, yeah. and so basically just have that Spartacus thing for like ninety minutes, it's like D- Bloodstone, you know. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Bloodstone? It's like it's basically what it is. The, so the original thing. Odd Couple. Yeah, <laughs> so close because there's Tony Curtis and then what Tony Randall, right? Was that <laughs> right? They should have been together, Tony Randall and Curtis. <laughs> Tony and Tony. So it's like, um, <laughs> well, that might get a little vague, but sure. <laughs> so yeah, this is where the hotline is one nine hundred David. Oh, it's one nine hundred David. Yeah. Okay. And 
you can get a prime target t-shirt and you got to get, you have to ask your kids, uh, ask your parents permission, ask your kids permission yeah. to call David, <laughs> ask your parents permission. <laughs> well, I guess a lot of underage kids are watching prime target. And he has another honky tonk song. Cause like, I'm a honky tonk man. <laughs> it was kind of a rap country rap. And you said I predate uncle cracker and kid rock by many years. And I stand by that. Wait, didn't you say you had something to say about Uncle Cracker? Like, or Me? Was it Joey C, right? Because Joey C's gone. Oh, and no, I, I said that. Yeah, no. I don't uh, acknowledge Kid Rock post-Joe C. Oh, okay. I think that's all <laughs> I said. Most people don't. I mean. I think after his untimely passing, what's the point, you know? Because he, also, Uncle Cracker, see, I remember he had, like, some, ser- some like, serious song from, like, the early 2000s. He's trying to, like become more legit but his name Whoa. is uncle cracker <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it may be a bit of a problem but you had to have some sort of song like that you know you always had to have the ballad or you know yeah. the 80s every band you had to have the power ballad so i guess the same holds true for mr cracker <laughs> we got honky we got cracker there's a lot of these those <laughs> i know this is this is this episode is one of our most racist to date but it's not us <laughs> these are the people these are the honky the people. and the crackers we, we are just simply quoting what yeah. other people have done. This is not us. <laughs> it's not you us. Um, but we said for this one, this is a real, real highly recommended uh, Hevner. It's a lot of, you know, perfect for, uh, you know, your buddies to watch, good entertainment value. Yeah, I think and, we did like this one. Yeah. And I found I found a copy out of the archive, so it was good to uh, have that. So our um, next Hefner. No singing of uh, Judas Priest oh. on this one. Oh, well, here's the thing. You know, Bloodstone. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to let that pass. So um, I love that on. song. Awesome song. Uh, Maybe they wrote awesome? it about uh, John Bloodstone. John? Yes. <laughs> Even though I think the song may have come first. But still, let's just no. pretend they wrote it about him. <laughs> disagree it's about john bloodstone well i mean maybe heavener named himself after the judas priest song which is entirely possible that's also true because i was my last name was bloodstone ty bloodstone it'd be so cool (laughs) yeah it would but then you'd have to you know protect tony curtis oh Uh, bloodstone i can't get that sound like barney barney it's like we just Close enough. Wasn't those old Flintstone commercials or, or old Fred commercials where he's like smoking? Yeah, <laughs> I think back in the days before there was cigarette yeah. ads were banned. I think yeah. it's, the Flintstones smoked. Yeah, Bonnie, this smoking's really good. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You're right, Fred. It's like <laughs> it's kind of like a Bugs Bunny and his bearer bonds or his war bonds. He's like, buy war bonds, huh? <laughs> Yeah, where, like, CDs. Bugs Bunny is, like, fighting Hitler and... Uh, yeah, and, like, uh, Goofy's buying war bonds. Like, Gorsh, you're buying war bonds, Gorsh. <laughs> well, they had to do everything they could to get people to buy the war bonds. If it's Bugs yeah. Bunny and Goofy, then <laughs> so be it. <laughs> so I'll go to the next movie. I mean, I've seen this one, but you haven't seen this yet. It was L.A. Goddess. Yes, I've never seen L.A. Goddess, so you're kind of okay. on your own on this one. So this is a weird one. It's more of a Caffey shower vehicle. Mm-hmm. So Kathy Shower plays like a wants to be like a big famous star, and then she like goes on this date with David Hefner, and, and like it's more of a drama, and David Hefner cries in it, and it's, it's like it's a it's it's a really weird movie. It's just, and James Hong plays David Hefner's like butler. It's like, this sound you're making this sound good, like you're making this a, sound like a movie I want to watch. You should check it out. I mean, because it is there's something a little bit off about it. It's put out by Prism. It's I got the unrated version. Because, um, you know, I like these movies where things are off and weird and strange. If this is one, I, I want to see it. It is. It's something that's a little bit off. No, it's not directed by David Hammer. He stars in it. It's directed by mm-hmm. Jack Moondra. Oh, oh, it's Moondra? So, the oh, Moondra. Okay. Yeah. Even better. So no, I've never it. seen this movie. Oh, I'll, I'll think get I have, my I've been watching a lot of Moondras lately. You'd think I would have, but no, I haven't. This must have fallen by the wayside. It did. But I have well, a copy. I'll, okay, I, I will try and borrow your copy if that's okay. I'll, I'll get it out of my massive uh, pile of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No rush, but I would like yeah. to see it someday. And then our next one that we've seen is Dragon Fury, uh, 1995. Right. Now, this yeah, is, this is when weird. things start to get a little odd because yeah, it's this, like, this is weird, too. There's, like, weird footage, like, spliced in and that kind well, of thing. Well, yeah. Right? 
Well, this is a Robert Chapin movie, also star of Ring of Steel. Yes, he's not and fencing anymore. No, he's now saving the world because that's what Mason says: "Must save the children." <laughs> Robert Chapin. Is that a quote from Robert Chapin? Yeah, from this movie, he plays Mason. He travels back in time to the year 1999 to find a cure for a plague-ravaged world after a big earthquake earthquake kills most of the civilization. And then, what's funny is that David Heather's in the movie, but it doesn't really make much of a impression. It's one of these traumas. Which is unusual, because usually he does make an impression. And then there's an evil overlord named Vester, played by Robert Richard Dahl. Lynch. Oh, no, Richard, Richard Lynch. Lynch. Close. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're saying, well, where's Joe Estevez in this one? <laughs> it, does, it does seem, yes, it does seem like our, our typical cast of characters would all be here. But, you know, they were allowed to do things separately and apart from each other. They don't all have to be together. Well, he's in the movie, David Henry. He plays like a special, he has a special guest appearance as like a nerd. That's about, I don't nerd? know why. It's, wow. It's like, so yeah. This is, it really, he's really showing his range here. First in LA Goddess, he cries and yeah. is off doing something different. Now he's playing a nerd that doesn't make an impression. This is, yeah. he's really like stretching out in this part of his career, I guess. So we were kind of harsh on this one. Mm. Oh, I don't think one. we liked it. There's a lot no, of things not it. to like about this movie. Yeah, so. we said it's all blurry looking because of one of these trauma DVDs. We saw this on YouTube. By the way, mm. um, it's just kind of junky. It's, it's all you just watch like, uh oh, this is gonna be kind of junky. <laughs> there's some ninjas and something. It's, it's 79 minutes, but but it felt longer. Right? It felt longer. Like this, this is done. There's a Dragon Fury too, by the way. Oh my god! It has Mike Norris. I've been trying to procure that. <laughs> I was trying. I've been trying to avoid that. That's what no, I thought you procure, were going to say. No, I'm going to procure it. <laughs> okay, if you, if you insist. All right. So yeah, this is a, not a great habit there. This is winners falling off the rails a bit. Yeah. Well, they can't all be winners. We only have a few more. Um, we'll go to the one that was not reviewed or is not reviewed. Review, the catcher. Remember the catcher? We watched that, yes, but watched it's not that, but on the website. It's it, This is sort of like a slasher-esque type movie, right? Yeah, there's some odd moments. And But Joe Estevez is in it. So it's like, where's Joe Estevez in Jack and Fury? He is now in the catcher. And he's he like plays, an evil baseball playing man. Yes, he is. He plays and then David he kills Jay people. Kills so people with the bat in certain ways, we can't say on this program. So it's like... <laughs> and... Uh, it was <laughs> not really re- not recommended. Great. Not one of not one of Heavener's best. No, I mean, I think Joe Smith did a good job as you know in these flashbacks as David Heavener's dad. Right, right. Yes, that. I think we did like that part of it. Yeah. Um. So our next one that we've seen is there's only a few more. So two more, which is Angel Blade. You know, we just. <laughs> It's not reviewed on this. Oh, it is reviewed on the site. But it it's is reviewed. And I just watched it recently. So this one's kind of fresh site, in my mind. I gave this another chance and I it was way better. Right. Didn't you like this one also? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's it's low budget, but, he, you know, yeah. he's trying and, um, you know, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, it's, you know, he, there's Mark Singer. He's there's there's murders. Um, yeah. Margot Kidder, Richard Mole, Louis Mandalore. Yeah. So the cast is good. Oh, yeah, there's a hilarious scene with Louis Mandalore, you know, because they try to make everyone seem like they might be the killer. And he's like yeah. walking around with a knife in a yeah. menacing way. But then he's going to cut some food. Yeah, that was funny. Like, that was really funny because like it's so <laughs> unnecessary and obvious. And no one walks around with a knife like that if they're just going to go cut the food. It's like he looks like he's stalking like his meatloaf. Stalking it's, his food. It's yeah. Like, and so that was silly. Um well, what's really funny is that David Hefner, he plays the character named Bradley Cooper. So oh, yeah, he's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> he's the original Bradley Cooper. You know, Bradley Cooper was around. So it's like, because this came out in 19, or not 19, 2002. So Bradley Cooper was making the round. So it's funny that that's his name. I watched some of the behind-the-scenes footage of uh, Angel Blade. And uh, <laughs> it's like, this isn't your grandma's thriller. <laughs> Right, right. I guess the plot. Well, because it does have a certain amount of sleaze, which I it's think... pretty sleazy. So get ready for that if you want to watch this one. So he really turned up the sleaze on it. Because um, the murderer is his. He's murdering pregnant prostitutes. Is that yeah. the yeah, plot? Yeah, that's the plot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's in like Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, he's extra sweaty in it. Everyone's kind of <laughs> just kind of. It does look very hot, scuzzy. Yeah. 
like it just it, like you, you can feel the heat like it just seems like there's like very little air conditioning in this movie like it, it just seems like very you could feel that vegas heat uh, in the movie i think and well we went to las vegas and it was 112 degrees out <laughs> going oh. to the uh, the neon what? museum in the in the pinball museum or no That's, pinball hall of fame pinball hall of fame like i look like i have all those pictures now so i love the neon yeah. museum that was yes. fun yes um but We're, you know as far as angel bleed it's you know it's like a early 2000s low budget sleazy thriller kind of thing it's if you know if that sounds good to you then check it out yeah and i guess we'll go to our next one that we've seen which is um fugitive x innocent Tar- well we can do Fugitive X or we do Outlaw Prophets. I'll do Fugitive X because I think he plays Adam Trent. He looks a lot like Steven Seagal in it. Well, because he has slicked back black slicked hair. Slicked back hair. Which yeah. he never had before. No, but in, in this one, it's David Hefner, Richard Norton, Clement von Frankenstein, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris Mitchum, and very, very briefly, Robert Zadar. So, and this is sort of like a game type movie? Yeah, or? Like, like the game, like uh, Surviving the Game, Most Dangerous Game. Um, <laughs> do you remember this? Well, I remember that. Well, I remember that much where there's like an evil corporation or like evil. <clears throat> they're hunting people and they have to survive the game. Right. Yeah. And then Adam Trent, you know, trying to figure this out. And then Rob Zadar is very odd in this movie because he's like, it's weird, like footage from a different David Hevner movie. Yeah. I think it's it. Dragon Fury, isn't it? Uh, No, Outlaw Prophet. Oh, but, okay. But, but in Zadar, this movie, he is on the run. He's on the run, as usual. <laughs> so, um, and there's a part. It was what was it here? Okay, so Zadar has a weird shirt. He it's his love child. Got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course he does. That's great. And then it, Hefner kind of uh, slurs all his lines in this movie, also. He and, does. I don't remember that. Yeah. So he says, um, "Is there a police station around here?" <laughs> Wow, and, maybe he and, had a few pops before yeah. filming. <laughs> but it sounds it sounds like is there a PlayStation around here? Oh, yeah. sound like... <laughs> right, play, yes, okay. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're talking about, you know, he wanted to play Crash Bandicoot. Which yeah. I'm I'm surprised that hasn't been made into a movie yet. Yeah. Well, it'd be like a live action like Sonic, you know, like these new Sonic the Hedgehog uh, movies. You yeah. get Crash Bandicoot, you know. Or, you know, it's like how about uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day? Because you well, know, that'd be rated R. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, but you know, we live in a rated R world. You know, we sure things do. very crude and crass, and <laughs> yeah, uh, that's like Conker has an attitude. Yeah, life is rated R. <laughs> There's a tagline there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> well, that's what our idea for that. Another life has uh, yeah. a fake movie. I don't know if we want to mention that now, or but uh, it's a little off topic. Yeah. Maybe we could save that for. Um, we'll save it for no subject. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, this maybe uh, it's like an add-on after our usual no subject ideas with Connoisseur coming soon. So, All right, so stay tuned X. for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we do we recommend Fugitive X? I think um, we did. We I, 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 I like thinking about it now. I would guess that we did. See, what's interesting is that you gotta have to grave Hevner on a curve because he does all this stuff himself, and you kind of have to give him a pass, even if the movie's hmm. kind of junky, kind of like Dragon Fury. It's like, well, wow. he's still doing this stuff. We gave it two and a half stars, which I think is very fair. Yeah. Well, it's very close to being like hard target also. But well, because like all of his movies are like these labors of love. You know, he never yeah. really got, you know, big money backing or anything like that. But he was able to make these movies, which is really impressive. You know, yeah, I just, yeah they're clunky, the, but, you know, I mean, some of them are, some of them are not. I mean, I don't know. It just it takes a lot of work and to make these movies, a lot of effort and time. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's. I, I'm just impressed that he was able yeah, to it's very continue to do this. So our last Heavenly movie that we've seen is Outlaw Prophet. So Outlaw Prophet from 2001 is directed by David Hevner, has a that has that weird Robert Zadar footage in it. Yeah. And the plot's very weird. John 141, David Hevner, <laughs> is some kind of intergalactic future TV star. His producers have him running from planet to planet in the galaxy. They do increasingly harder challenges, he, but he's sent to Earth. He becomes attached to a, a young mute girl, and he's like an, there's also an alien hunter hanging around too. So it's kind of like and, I come in peace, you know, meets um, 
something kind involving of, Jesus. Because yeah, I, I I'm guessing Jesus meets like alienation, something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because I think John one four one. I wonder if that has a biblical connotation. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, what's that thing? Austin three sixteen. Yeah. Like Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin. It's like <laughs> yes. It's like uh, hell yeah. It's like <laughs> you gotta love it. Is that? Stone That's my Cold Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin. Is that Rob yeah. Zombie? Is that James Hetfield? Oh. Who are we talking James about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need and to really work yeah. on the subtleties. Yeah, it's, it's a small subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> James Stone Cold and James Hetfield. Who who'd you say before? Oh, Rob, Rob Zombie. Zombie. I had all Robert. Robert. Robert Robert Zombie. Yeah, hey, Robert Zombie. I call him Robert Zombie. <laughs> Well, it's his, that's why his name has birth certificate. Robert. Yeah, Zombie. probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Outlaw Prophet. What? Um, what's the more you want to say about Outlaw Prophet? Yeah, because this is a definite one to look out for because it's just so weird, so wacky, and it's like it's all this, all this weird music in it. He's singing. He's like he's a singing alien, basically. <laughs> and there's weird footage from Dragon Fury yeah. or maybe something else. Yeah. And it's like spliced in and then there's some cgi which you can imagine what that might look like um, yeah <laughs> you know even under the best of conditions cgi is not the best so you can imagine what early 2000s low budget cgi yeah. looks like and you're um, filtered through the budget of Hebner. so add yeah. all that in, it's like um <laughs> and then you kind of mix all that up in a blender this one might be one of the better ones to check out just because yeah. it's so odd it's so odd it has that great song outlaw prophet <laughs> on the run i think, I yeah, I think that's one song. of his best songs yeah. yeah it's really good do my things done didn't it <laughs> so it's like, so. yeah so you put that on top of it this to me i think would be a heaven or winner yes uh, i agree so i mean but if you're <laughs> expecting something like very straightforward maybe you wouldn't think so but for for our purposes and for, you know our taste i think this is a, a one to check out i still want to check out one of these days these other movies we, we, it's hard to find like atlanta blue from 1999 I, yeah, i'm not familiar with that. i don't know that is that was is that, that ever released it might have been i mean i have to do a little bit more research on that one and kill or be killed which is an aip uh, i always wanted to see that one and it's like ah, i can't get it they want 50 60 for that one so i'm not paying that so that, that's the thing yeah we talked about the heaveners we've seen i guess we could take a moment to talk about the yeah. heaveners we're missing yeah we're missing atlanta blue and we're missing eye of the stranger and we're missing kill be kill or be killed and deadly reactor the so deadly right. reactor and kill or be killed those are the ones that are like aip which are basically available if i just spend the if i can just spend the cash but, but but also didn't those get trauma dvds and in the early days of netflix yeah streaming but, they were kind of around they were there there did we ever watch those i don't think so so no, i didn't no i don't i don't think i think we were just kind of getting into heaven or and maybe they got lost in the shuffle yeah but but those are kind of around those two i yeah. think atlanta blue i'd like to see that and also like kick or die Wait, um not the kick or die the other kick or no, die let me double check the title on that one because i saw when i was just double checking everything here because um, we've seen a movie called Kick or Die, but I don't think it has Heavener. No, this is um, it had uh, Kick of Death. I'm sorry, Kick of uh, Death. <laughs> it's how have us the comeuppance reviews people not seen a movie <laughs> called Kick of Death? That seems like this, perfect for us. I know this is perfect because the plot's amazing. Shane McQuaid is a rising star in the Hong Kong underground kickboxing ring. This is a punch fighter. Ah, it, how are we missing this? We're gonna try to. Oh, right, I'm gonna try to. We can procure this one or try to see it somehow. Uh, it's Vernon Wells and TJ Storm. We gotta watch uh, this like right now. We gotta get off this podcast. Okay, we gotta go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, uh, yep. Because <laughs> we, you know, if it, if nothing else, we should add this to our movies to see list, our you know rare movie list, because um, uh, we gotta see this. He's also like produced movies too, like David Hebner presents, and there's one of them mm -hmm. called Death Kick. <laughs> Not and, to be confused with Kick of Death. Yeah, right? it's two different movies. Okay. And I hear that's kind of wacky too. So it's like he makes all these weird movies, he produces the weird movies, and he makes his own. So it's very interesting. So what's good though is that now we have other Heavener movies to look out for. It's not like we've oh, seen yeah. them all and that's no, it. Not we, there's still there's still some Heavener ground to cover. But we've seen about what twelve to fifteen Heaveners. So and uh, that's pretty good. It's a good uh, run. And so what else to say is that you know. If you ever see a Hebner hanging around somewhere, I just pick it up because yeah, they're kind of yeah. hard to find now. Yeah, or check online if any of the 
descriptions we've given kind of strike your fancy de- you know yeah, check like them out twisted justice seen. if you want you know want to go back twisted justice then um prime target so check out the 1900 david hotline <laughs> yeah that, that might be on youtube i'm not sure yeah, i haven't might checked be. recently well, this is like the warrant hotline again. No, uh, no, I don't <laughs> want to go down that road again. But yes, but having a hotline was yeah. kind of hot. You know. Well, wait, I you think of that Don Johnson song, "Voice yeah. on a Hotline." Remember Don Johnson had the album, you know? Uh, yes. <laughs> "Voice on a Hotline" was one of his songs. Yes. So. Um, okay, go Voice ahead. Song. I know you just <laughs> the whole setup was just so you could sing it. So well, just, well, you said hotline, made me think of "Voice on a Hotline" because. <laughs> You know, again, I think the reason why that was subject matter for Don Johnson's song is because you you have to remember the 80s. You have to remember the context. It was before the Internet. Like, if uh, you know, if you wanted to talk to people, you, you had to call a hotline. I mean, that's what there was. So, you know, the hotlines, hotlines were, the hotline were very popular. The CB radio, you know, or the ham radio. Like, <laughs> right. I think that was <laughs> I think that was a little you know predating the hotline craze but but, <laughs> but you know CD people radios. were always trying to communicate with each other in one way or another and um we, so we can't communicate you, so much we use carrier pigeon so it's well like, exactly we were really desperate the farther yeah. back you go <laughs> I, I do i believe there was a um dj jazzy jeff in the fresh prince hotline if I i'm not to, mistaken there must be like commercials of this on youtube of all the hotlines someone should compile them all that would be yeah. great um, I would watch a full hour of that because it's, <laughs> it's going to be funny each and every time because it's like, okay, now it's the DJ Jesse Jeff hotline. Or it's like three ninety nine per minute. Get your parents' permission. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or not. You know, like if they're being edgy, like, no, don't get your parents' permission. Just call mm-hmm. us. If they didn't do that for Warrant, they're not going to do that for anybody else. Um, <laughs> Can I call Warrant, Mom? <laughs> and right now we're just going over ground we've okay. gone over before. I know. So I think that's the end of the say. episode. So we're going to um, do the plugs. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the you know I just. Oh, well, it's the end we, of the episode. What do you? So I guess Hevner. I guess I think that worked out pretty well. So I guess. Uh, yeah, we're celebrating Hevner. So yeah. you know, if if you interested, check out Hevner. If Hevner himself hears this, I'd say good That'd job. That'd be cool. <laughs> Maybe you will, because there's probably not a lot of podcasts about Dave Hevner, and I would imagine there aren't any, but or maybe there some. I don't know. There's a lot of podcasts out there. Well, but I, we got Trimble. Yeah. You know, Trimble listened to the podcast. At least, you know, liked it. <laughs> or at least, they're like, talking about me. Like, like, you like know, yeah. actually listen. <laughs> but if he did, <laughs> then he heard a lot of positive praise because that's what yeah. kind of what we're here to do—not to insult people, positive. but to praise no. them. So, and we, you know, gave out some of his negative movies. But overall, well, we, we also have to tell the truth, as we yeah. always say. You know, we're not just going to gloss over, you know, something that's not so hot. I mean, we talked about some of Heavener's lowlights as yeah. well. Um, but, but on I the guess, whole. He, I don't know. Most of his movies are pretty entertaining because, like, you know, in a silly way, like kind of, you know, a lower budget way, you know. But like we said, he's out there doing it. You know, he's that's more than we could say for a lot of other people. You know, that's a good point. So I guess we'll do the plug. So okay. the plug is our podcast at Yahoo.com. Yeah. OK. And then come up with reviews dot net is the website with all the heavenly reviews. And yeah. it's also on Facebook under the website name. Ty come up on the Twitters. Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. I posted Forbidden Sins today. Oh, Shannon. Speaking of Shannon yeah. Tweed, associate yeah. of David Hevener. Yep. <laughs> I like that movie. It's just a little abrupt in the ending. But it, it's fun. And I guess uh, that's thanks it. Thanks to the Warriors. Oh, thanks to the Warriors. Thanks to the Fountain Man. Gotta give him a plug every time. Happy to do it. <laughs> uh, Strider and uh, the other folks. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, uh, you know, some interesting topics coming up in the future. So stay tuned. Yes, we'll stay tuned. We have Leo Fong. Um, so Leo you know, Fong Connoisseur will be back as yep, he'll he be often back. is. Yep. And hopefully some other people we have Rather maybe than the coming hopper. up. Yep. So, you know, stay tuned and stay thanks tuned. for listening. And thanks, um, that's back. it. Bye. Bye.
I love you, Julie Roberts, Notting Hill. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. 